Welcome, 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 welcome here on this beautiful Wednesday morning on the 27th of February of 2020. And just want to have one a nice brisk day here in Southeast Texas, here in the beautiful Houston TX. Man, want to welcome everybody here to Everybody Doesn't Eat Everyone's Gumbo here today. We have wonderful uh, cats here today. And I'm telling you, we have a great guest here, especially coming to the home buying season here. I have Kimberly Marshall of In Affordable Housing today. Uh, she would take the seat today on the hot seat, I call it. And she would talk about as being a housing advocate and as a HUD certified housing counselor. Um, and she's taking time this morning to speak with us and we'll have a great opportunity today. And uh, Kim, how you doing this morning? Kim, you there? Kim, are you there this morning? Well, as we wait on Kim and from technical difficulties here, I uh, just want to, uh, man, wish everybody, hope they had a great, 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 man, uh, Mardi Gras season. All of my folks along I-10 and as well as all around the world who celebrate Carnival in most countries around the world and here in the States, we celebrate Mardi Gras. And, and Mardi Gras is a, uh, a great celebration of cultural and also, too, it, it commemorates the 40 days of Christ uh, going out to the desert and in reflection and fasting. And, and you know, along his connection has been the child of God in his creation and the manifestation allow him to crest itself in which we call the season of Lenten. Um, so want to just, just really just say, Hey, to everyone, uh, as you go through the season, as most people now giving up from soda water, like my grandmother say chocolate and all other things in life. And I know Kim is probably not giving up anything. How you doing this morning, Kim? And as uh, excuse me, as I had, I had can you hear me now? How you doing this morning? My goodness, I'm doing well, all the way from oh. Little Rock, Arkansas. How are you in Texas? Oh man, you know, like I said again, we 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 try to do it big here in Texas, like they said, the great big state of Texas. But as as I introduced Kim, and I I, I I picked on you this morning, but guess what? You gotta have a walk off song. So this is your walk off song. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it Kim right there. She is here representing in affordable housing. She's a HUD certified housing counselor and housing advocate. And I'm not talking about a real housing advocate. We talking about house advocates who have subject matter experience, which is man is very, 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 very critical in understanding the needs of home buyers not just the market. She served by all over the country. So, Kim, before we go into subject matter uh, this morning, I wanted to uh, pick on you uh, a couple of days. So tell me, tell me this, Kim. Have you had some bad gumbo in your life? Well, Dedrick, I'm sad to say that I've never had gumbo. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Listen to orders. We, 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 Houston, we got a problem, okay? So, Kim, you, mean you never had gumbo in your life at a I'm, restaurant. Come on, y'all got some. You, but Kim, I, and as as everyone don't know, Kim is is based in Little Rock, Arkansas. So Little Rock is the top top of the boot of Louisiana, and it touches Texas, it touches uh, uh, Tennessee, and it touches Oklahoma. It touches a lot of states. Let me just tell you that. So you never had gumbo? 
Talk to me. And why? Okay, well, kind of, sort of, but it just was not something that appealed to my taste buds. Uh, I prefer jambalaya. Does that count? Well, I, I mean, jambalaya is a rice cooking and, and could be considered gumbo. Uh, I'm a jambalaya, jambalaya lover. So you, you may, I, I could give you that, but it's still not gumbo. Gumbo's a soup. Okay, give jambalaya me a pass. Give me a pass for the jambalaya. Just give me a pass for the jambalaya. <laughs> <laughs> I, I leave think that's, you alone. that's so close enough. You, but Kim, have you came close again, Gumbo? Have you? Has anybody ever tried to? Of course, I have. Try to cook it for you. Anything like that? Of, of course, I have. There was a lady here in Arkansas that was from Cajun country, and she had a Cajun Christmas every year. She would make huge stock pots full of gumbo. People would come from 30, 50 mile radiance just to get her gumbo. For whatever reason, it just did not appeal to my taste buds. My palate did not appreciate it, I guess. And so she made jambalaya for me. And that's how I was introduced to jambalaya. And so I figured it was all French, so Cajun. And so I should get a pass. I'm going to give you a pass. And I, I'm hopefully in all the rest yes. of the gumbo lovers across the world. Because gumbo is an international dish. And, uh, and when I mean gumbo, I'm not talking about the E-A-U-X. That's the French translation of gumbo, part of Gumbo Linda Group. But again, gumbo is G-U-M-B-O. And as we all know, in historical gumbo is probably the, the, the only dish in the world where it's a combination of the French, the Spanish, the African all into one big pot. You don't believe me? Wikipedia, like most of the, uh, our our millennial friends does. And so but everybody does not make gumbo the same. You know, everybody, you know, do the chicken and sausage like I'm a chicken and sausage guy. And, but a lot of people do a bunch of uh, a dump load of seafood. And then you got folks that throw some tomatoes on top of it. That's the more the Spanish base but i'm gonna leave you alone kim this morning so kim man let's let's talk about a hot topic this morning um, thank you here gumbo um this you know everybody everybody doesn't eat everyone's gumbo we talk about a topic that's really essential that I, I and it's going to lead into you know what you do uh as a certified housing counselor um my concern is this morning um is you know you got a bunch of places all across the country now uh, saying the fact that, you know, the lack of affordable housing is there. Um, but but the question I ask, this main question is that with individuals, what are we doing as a, a, in a community, as a people, to prepare ourselves to be home buying ready? And, I, and, and what has happened, we go talk to the folks at the hair and nail salon and People who don't even do this for a living, not even close. It's like go talk to, you know, your lawn guy and talk about your, you know, your diabetes. You know, you know, it's like why we're so afraid to talk to counselors and people like yourself and ourselves in this industry about preparing ourselves to buy a home and able to compete in this unaffordable market because you got to compete with too many people to buy a house. So, Kim, what's your thoughts on that? You know, Dedrick, first of all, we have to, in Arkansas, and let me speak only for from my knowledge of Arkansas, you know, the economic levels will only afford the average resident an affordable house. Affordable housing, there is a huge shortage, a huge shortage of affordable houses. So when we talk about affordable housing and look in Little Rock, we're talking about 150 and under. So our 
median income only accommodates that sales price. When you talk about why people are not ready, it's because of the lack of knowledge of money. It's really simple. People don't understand money. And I think there needs to be a little more emphasis on financial literacy. Once people understand money, then they can understand the importance of a house, building wealth through a house, what to do to be prepared for a house, how to respect your credit. If you don't respect money, you don't respect the things that money buy. So you buy all of this stuff and you have all of this stuff, but you didn't respect the money. So you're not going to respect the stuff. And now you're doing a cycle. You're replacing that same stuff because you did not respect it. Now we have an issue of I bought this stuff maybe on credit. And so something came up. And so I don't have to pay these people and I'm not going to pay them because I heard and I use air quotes with heard. I heard that after seven years, it'll fall off my credit report. Well, that's not necessarily true. Uh, there are a lot of factors that fall into that. When we talk about credit, we talk about, okay, here we are. This is what happened. We've got to fix it. There's not a quick fix out there. There's not a Band-Aid that you can put on there to stop the bleeding. You made the debt. We've got to address it. Now we're learning about financial literacy. Now you're probably at the point where you're ready to purchase a home. You could say it any better, and you know, Kim and, and uh, Kim Marshall. She's uh, a HUD certified counselor for in affordable housing, and is a HUD uh, certified counseling agency. And and which is probably the catalyst. It's been the secret, the secret sauce. But it's like, you know, people on the company you ought to get a, a certificate, but don't understand uh, pre-purchasing counseling and post-purchasing counseling. You know, and I always say this in my beginning, of my broadcast sometimes and at the end of, uh, end of this podcast is to talk about the fact that you cannot do anything by yourself. You can't do everything alone. You trust experts. you got to trust experts. If you don't trust, if you're ready to trust your friends and people who don't know and you don't trust experts, then you have a serious problem. And that's when man perish due to what? Lack of knowledge. And Agreed. one of the main essentials of buying a home you have to have knowledge because as you know, I can, we work together at our previous institutions and we work for these banks and Hey, you know, we don't have the time to sit and babysit and hold your hand. And, you know, because guess what? We have performance. We have to meet, we have to eat, you know, we have to survive and, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you laughing, but it's the truth. I mean, and Very you true. know, and you know, people don't, I get this question all the time. Kim's like, well, they don't return my phone call or, I said, well, when you when you talk to them, did you have your stuff together? No, you told them all your bad stories. They ran away. You know, nobody mm. want to hear your story. You know, this is not this is not a this is not charity. This is this is an opportunity that we need to know what is going on, what we need to do to put you in this box. And so, hey, we put you in a role role roadmap for success to buy, to become a homeowner. You know, and and it's not be part of the American dream. That's a great marketing you know, you know, phrase It is understanding the reality of homeownership. So Kim, you know, you've been a part of affordable housing. You've been on the other side with us in leaning world. What you feel that is the essentials and not say the secrets, the keys of being a successful home buyer and also to, to be a, a, a great homeowner. 
the success for a home buyer and a homeowner. So once you purchase a house, of course, you have to be a good neighbor. That That's pretty, pretty hmm. in <laughs> your face. You've got to be a good neighbor. And that's where the post housing counseling comes into play. Uh, I guess I'm going backwards here. I'm going post then back to pre. But the post housing counseling is extremely important. It is equally as important as the pre-purchase because once you purchase that home, you've got to maintain that home. And I'm not talking about necessarily the physical uh, structure. You've got to take care of that house by being a good neighbor. Know your neighbors, have some pride in your home and make sure that you are doing everything that you know to do to keep the value of your home by keeping your outside clean. You know, I don't want to go into all of that. You know, no, 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 no. You're good. Gutters. You're good. Kim. And, and, and the reason and what you just said, I always talk about this. Anybody could buy a house, but it takes a, it's the key is anybody could buy a house, but it takes a lot to maintain a home. And Absolutely. That's, that, that is everything, Kim. I mean, and, and, I bring that question up, Kim, is because of the fact that, you know, you know, I have individuals here in Texas and in all across the states who have high property taxes that don't even file their homestead exemptions and take mm. advantage. Of that. Yeah, they don't. I mean, you'd be shocked. And, you know, and, and folks who still understand the struggle, the struggle within yourself. You know, I know I'm going to more of the spiritual part of the segment of of everybody doesn't eat everyone's gumbo, but it, it, you, you have to look in within yourself. Is that what can I do within to make my situation better? Take advantage of streamlined refinancing. FHA, VA have streamlined refinance programs. It's not credit qualifying. Whereas that you can mm -hmm. take advantage of the low rates. Rates hit an eight-year low this week. Mm -hmm. So right. everybody should look at their mortgage statement and say, hey, what is my current interest rate? Call Gumbo Lending. We'll do a valuation. We'll look at and see what is your cost savings from old, which is your old payment, current right now, to your new payment if you consider refinancing. Refinancing and home buying are two different processes, two different experiences, but you got to connect with good people up front. And you ask, you all you got to ask one simple question to your loan originator. How long have you been doing this? Have you processed files in your lifetime or you just look cute on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you was going to laugh, Kim. <laughs> I know I you mean, did not you, go I, I there, you about to but say there, there are some facts. There's some fact there. There's some real fact there. You know, just like we talk about getting the home buyer ready. The home buyer has to know that they can depend on and they have a knowledgeable, seasoned lender that can walk them through this process. That is equally as important. And, and those are the services that we both gave in our previous life at our uh, previous in institution. And you're still giving that information. You're still giving that information. You're still giving that customer service. You're still sharing that knowledge where you are now. So that's equally as important. You've got to have someone that knows more than, okay, we have this one product and we're offering this. No, they need to be able to assess your situation and see what works best for you. Man, Kim, you could have said it better. And that goes to the, today's topic I want to talk about. Um, there's been some changes. And Kim, I don't know if you're aware of this right now. Um, the credit bureaus uh, two weeks ago sent a press release out to all media outlets, let them know, um, especially on um, on urban media, 
It was it was like if you turn I listen to XM, I listen to Urban E Media, and I listen to traditional media. And I'm telling you, I didn't hit much on the traditional media, but urban media was the fact that if you have great credit, your score is going to go up. If you have not so good credit, your credit going down. And what I've seen is the fact that I, I haven't seen 400s. I don't know about you, Kim. I haven't seen 400 credit scores in probably the last 10 to 12 to 15 years. I'll be honest with you. And well, I Jessica, come from I'm an underwriting sure capacity. I've, I've ever seen, seen a 400. I'm sorry, Kim. I didn't hear you say it again. I, I don't think I've ever seen a 400 credit score. I'm appalled by that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's back. I mean, it's huh. back swinging. Um. I haven't seen it. And I'm telling you, and this is when it gets very, very critical and that people don't understand. Like a lot of people micromanage their credit to credit karma. I call it micromanagement because what you're doing, um, you're making these bureaus and these other people a lot of money. Um, also, too, which they constantly pull in soft pulls on your credit report, which it doesn't impact, but it gives you a behavior algorithm. Um, like if you you know, if you're on Facebook, you get certain advertisements. Artificial intelligence, AI, is real, okay? Don't Very get sucked so. into it. <laughs> you laughing. Why are you no, laughing? You're no, 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 no. I'm yeah. totally serious. Totally serious. You know, uh, getting off the subject just a little bit to show you how important AI is. I was going down the street in my vehicle, minding my own business, and I passed by a Walgreens. And I got a notice from Walgreens and said, why didn't you stop by when you Scary. were something, something to that effect? I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. So, yeah, Scary. AI is real. It's totally it's real. Mm -hmm. And Kim, I'm going to add I'm going to add to that to what you did mention. What has happened? The fact that credit is all based on behaviors. OK, I'm going to let the li li our, our listeners and the whole wide world understand it's all by behaviors. So the fact that it's about habits. So what has happened, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, the three big repositories, those are not bureaus, those are repositories. You have about 22 bureaus, but 12 main ones. I use one of the top 12. And what they do, they spend billions of dollars to actually come up with intelligence to go against the folks that host, you know, the, the, the credit repair seminars at your local Hilton. Okay, you know, I mean, and understanding that that old conventional way, we're gonna write some letters or you can go online, but they, no, they don't tell you to go online to dispute. They say, you, we're gonna write the letters for you, you pay a subscription, and then we're gonna change your credit. And then you have some folks on the underground market and the, the underground world, let me just tell you that, you know, that that actually say, I'm gonna remove your trade lines. But what has happened, it's hard to beat a billion dollar corporation, exactly. You know, and what's the old school rule? You can't beat them, join them. So how you mm -hmm. join them, you get with a home, a, a HUD certified counselor who's going to tell you, hey, these are the essential things you need to do not to try to cheat the system. Because how can you dispute something when you know and you just told me that you didn't pay it on time? How you can explain to Kim, <laughs> do you know some secret thing you could do to challenge something that you, you admit that you did wrong? Explain that to me, Kim. Well, you, you know, Dedrick, my viewpoint of that is, again, everybody wants this quick, wants a quick fix. There is no quick fix. If you made the debt, you spent the folks money, pay them back. 
it's real simple to me. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but you've got to address the elephant in the room. You used it. You used it in good faith. And so the folks say, all we want is our money back because you used it and you didn't pay us back. You did not honor your contract. You had a contract with that uh, creditor. And you said, okay, yep, I want to use your your credit card as money and I'm going to go out and purchase things and I'm going to pay you back when you send me a statement. You tell me that I owe you $500 and I can pay it back at $50 per month. I'm going to do that. But you chose not to do it. So that falls under those four C's of uh, credit, you know, that that character it's an integrity issue. It's your character that you put on the line. Uh, and once you miss your payment history, which is the biggest factor that makes up your credit score, which is probably about um, almost half of your credit score. Now we have issues with your credit score overall. Now you're trying to purchase a home and you have a lower credit score than that's allowed by the lender. And, and Kim, I'm going to tell you like this, and this is when it gets real critical. I had two clients of mine who I previously closed back in the summer. They both went through credit repair. Okay. And mm. again, I'm not beating up my credit repair folks because that's the hustle you do. That's the hustle I respect. Okay. But it makes, a ne it does more negative impact long term, but it may help short term, but it has long term negative effects. Okay. These guys turn around had a 580 and then early 600s that it took a prayer and and took some a uh, cup of communion <laughs> it took me to even burn a candle to get them closed okay and guess what happened they scores down to 400 trying to do a, a streamline refinance and a va uh interest rate reduction loan even though they're non-credit qualifying products but it affects the price in which it affects the rate mm -hmm. and they both i mean i told them they were feeling was hurt and I told them, say, guys, this is reason you got to tell your friends and family, leave the credit repair things alone. And you may go back in the next 10 years to do it, but with artificial intelligence and they are spending so much money and there's then the federal, the feds are involved. There's folks across the country are getting locked up right now are getting indicted and going in full prosecution right now of doing this credit repair. Leave it alone. The best way, and Kim, you said it earlier, the best way to repair your credit is to pay your bills on time. Go along the agreement of your promissory note or agreement that you signed. Pay it on time. They gave you the opportunity to, to have the, 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 uh, the line of credit or the credit card or the auto loan. Just pay it. It's so easy and everything. So, Kim, I just, you know, that's one of the dynamics that as we get into the new home buying season is it, I think it's the credit piece is pull your free credit report, lead credit karma, all the micromanagement things alone. I mean, if you got, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be funny, but I'm being real. If you have bad credit, ain't nobody going to try to take your credit from you. Trust me. True enough. True enough. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, can't do nothing with a 620. Can't do nothing with a 640. I mean, you know, just get your FHA loan on the best case scenario, but you can't go get Fannie and Freddie and all these other alternative products. You can go non-QM now, but, you know, that, you know, it's hard to have 20, 30% down. That's the reality and everything. So, um, 
my last question on this, and this is something I don't uh, want to. Uh, I know we didn't chat about this, Kim, uh, uh, and is with now with the CFPB is starting making some changes on qualified mortgage and everything else. Uh, what do you think some changes that needs to be made in qualified mortgage to give people more opportunity to buy homes, but most important to you know alleviate the risk to create an impact that happened within a crisis? Do you think that everybody learned from the crisis? We need to move on from it, and we need to start putting some more folks in housing. I know you serve, uh, you, you're an active member uh, with, um, with NAREB, and they have the, the million dollar, the million homeowner commitment. Um, so uh, I'll let you elaborate on that, that commitment that NAREB and other groups have, and what you see, see the changes the CLPB needs to make to increase homeownership in all communities. Well, you know, uh, one of the major changes that has gone on within banks is they're uh, making portfolio programs, in-house programs that has a little more flexibility for folks to be able to get them into a home, which I think is a big plus. I think we they should be housing advocates. We know major lenders have had some major issues, if you will. Uh, we won't call names today that did not serve folks well. I'm going to put it like that. They did not serve folks well. So I think that is a huge advantage where some of uh, the lenders or the banks are putting programs in line to help a person get into a home. That's the first thing. Second thing, and I'm trying to write all your stuff down. You you threw uh, quite a few things at me, so I'm trying to write it oh, down. You know, so I, I can say it again. Make you know, sure I can that, that I, <laughs> I know you can. I know you can. <laughs> and as far as NARAB is concerned, the um, National Association of Real Estate Brokers they have a new initiative. It's called House Than the Car, HTTC.com, where they are telling folks, don't go out and purchase the car first, especially our millennials. Don't go purchase the vehicle first. Think about long-term wealth. We all know that a vehicle is a depreciating liability. It does not make you any money. It takes all of your money. It is constantly, it's a cash cow. It's co constantly draining you. It's worse than a child, I think. You have to put gas in, you have to change oil, tires, you pay an insurance, it's constantly something. So hold on before you go out and make that big purchase for the vehicle for the people so you can drive down the street and look good in that vehicle. Let's talk about some long-term wealth, such as purchasing a home. That That is the quickest way to gain wealth. And we need to think about generational wealth as well. We need to pass those things down, make sure, and I'm getting off the beaten path here, uh, but this, this is a huge issue for me in our community is to make sure that you have all of my grandmother would say, get your business in order. Make Ooh, sure that you know there. how how that house is going to trickle down and what a will looks like. Is that going to be enough to transfer ownership of that house to someone else? You know, we have my family personally has air property, which is a beast. Uh, it's been in our family for over 50 years. We have so many heirs. It's, it's just a it, it's a really big deal. But back on that generational wealth and purchasing a home, you, you've got to make sure that you have all that business in order. So buy that house, purchase that house. It doesn't have to be that 
$500,000 house, whatever the house looks like in your market that is affordable to you. If you have to start off smaller, it's not the last house you purchase. The average person lives in a home seven years. After seven years, they'll go purchase something else. They'll buy something bigger. They'll sell that house, use that money for down payment. So now you don't have to worry about down payment because you have equity in your home. You buy that next house and now you're moving up the chain. And that's how you gain wealth through home ownership. It, it's just win-win all the way around. Financial legacy. You just said a lot of clear. And that's a that ought to be a mindset that we encourage all Americans, regardless on what background you come from, what ethnicity group, what part of the country you live at, is starting your financial legacy. You know, money was actually carried over based on land and, and insurance policies where the dollar stretches because of inflation. Now, when inflation is so, so high now, the cost of goods and services are so expensive. Now we have to work three times harder to establish that financial legacy. And the best way to establish financial legacy is do real estate. I'm just plain and simple. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. unless you could buy a stock for a penny stock for a, a Google like company or Amazon like company, <laughs> wait 10, 15 years and blow up, then that's a different ball game. But, you know, that's a risk. But you invest in real estate, invest in yourself, then guess what happens? Then, you know, financial legacy can be passed down for many multiple generations, generation come and guarantee your family will appreciate it. Most definitely. And right now we're going to go to our final segment and we're going to talk about, you know, what impacts your life, Kim. And Kim, this is the song I told you. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Now, Am I ready? <laughs> Am I ready? Let me brace myself. Am I ready? Why? Why? Because you why? Let's you see. Know, you Let's walk see. it and you talk it and you live it, Kim. That's what makes the Kim Marshall that I know. But no, Let but me Kim, hear I just wanted Come to on with you, it. What drives you in your life? What, what motivates you? What gives you... You know, what makes you Kim Marshall and, and what are the, the people in your life that made you who you are and and what gives you the drive every single day to go to this journey called life? You know, the thing that keeps me up at night but wakes me up first thing in the morning is my desire for to help people with financial literacy. I don't know where that came into play. I don't know how it dropped in my spirit. I can't even identify when it dropped in my spirit, but I feel like it is my responsibility to touch as many people as I possibly can to share financial literacy, just basic financial literacy. As a previous lender, I saw all of the heartaches. I saw all of the obstacles. I saw the tragedy of the lack of knowledge of money, just plain money. I won't even give it the cute, fancy title of financial literacy. I'll just say understanding money. How does money work? That's how the top 1% are the top 1% because they understand money. It is just real simple. That's the thing that keeps me up at night but yet wakes me up first thing in the morning is to share about money with my people because we, we are already behind the eight ball. We've got to catch up. So if we can get this next generation to understand how money works and to make it work for them, we would have accomplished a huge goal. You know, I think about, you know, in the next 
25, 30 years, I'll be ready to retire somewhere. I need the economy to be happy. You, know you can't stable. retire five years from now. What you talking about? Five years? Okay. Five years. You can't make all the okay. money, can you? Well, here, here's the deal. Here, here's the deal with retirement. I don't Talk think I will ever retire and do nothing. I always will have a mission. I always will have a goal. I will always have something, again, that makes it difficult for me to go to sleep at night because I'm thinking, 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 what is my purpose here? What is it that I can do to make a difference? And once I fall asleep, it's the first thing that wakes me up in the morning. Okay, it's time to go do these things that I thought about. Let's make a difference in this world. That's who Kim Marshall is. I jokingly tell all of my really good friends, I say, Kim Marshall is a complete, complete sentence. Kim Marshall, period. There's no commas. There's no, just Kim Marshall. That's a complete sentence. It is what it is. I am who I am. I am that person that will help as much as I can to make a difference in Little Rock right now. That's why I changed from the lending perspective over to the not-for-profit side as a HUD approved counselor, because I saw an opportunity to help people with that money issue again, where that leads from here, only God knows he will continue to direct my path and I will continue to follow what he tells me to do. Kim, and I'm going to tell you something like this and uh, Kim, um, before I go into some further comments, Kim, how, how can people reach out to you um, and to, to have to continue this conversation to reach out, uh, reach out to you directly and, uh, and, and get this, not just knowledge, but most important, the support, the understanding and the ins and outs. I mean, we talk about, Kim is a true subject matter expert. So Kim, how can I, our listening artists can reach out to you? Anybody can call me, text me at 501-563-6638. That's my personal cell number. I don't hide behind, oh, no, can't give my cell number. Yes, call me, 501-563-6638. If I don't answer, please leave a message or follow it up with a text. Don't hang up. Please just don't hang up and say, oh, she didn't answer. Leave some kind of correspondence back. That is going to be the best way to reach me. If you want to email me, you certainly can. You can email me at Kim Marshall. That's with two L's, K-I-M-M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L-1. One zero one two, which happens to be my birthday, October 12 at gmail.com. <laughs> so <laughs> that's Kim Marshall one zero one two at gmail.com. And of course, you can always reach out to me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Kim Marshall. I'm on Instagram, Kim underscore Marshall one. I'm also on Twitter, Twitter as Kim Marshall, I believe. So yeah, follow me. And uh, or call me, email me, just just call me, just reach out, just reach out. I'm here to help. Kim, man, I just want to thank you uh, for, for being part of everybody doesn't eat everyone's gumball. I just want to leave out to thank all of our listeners who join in today. Appreciate you. Understand what about that the people that don't eat knowledge? gumbo? You said what? What about the people that don't eat gumbo at all? Oh, okay, man, we won't go there again. Okay, we won't go there again. 
we won't but we won't cross what? that road again. <laughs> oh, yeah, guess what? You make a pledge. We're gonna make sure that you're gonna get a pot of gumbo. I, if I gotta make it for you and come to Little Rock and hand it to you, I will do so. But guys, thank you everybody who listening today. Kim, Kim, you're welcome here in the time. Can I can I always have you back here? Absolutely, whenever I am oh, always perfect. here. Yes, man, Kim, I, it has I been just a pleasure. Thank you very thing. much for the invite. Let me make this disclaimer. This is my first podcast and I think I'm hooked. I like it. This has been wonderful. Thank you very much for the opportunity and for your trust in me to come on your show live. You don't know what I'm going to say. It's like, huh, what is this girl going to say? But you trust me and I appreciate it and I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. But Kim, much love to you and thank you. But you know what trust means? Taking risk under stressful times. If you don't know what trust means, T-R-U-S-T. Taking risk. Look, my granddad didn't say that. You never heard that before, huh? That'll preach. Taking risk under stressful times. Who take risk under stressful times? We do here at Gumbo Linda Group. If you need to reach us, 713-396-2995. 713-396-2995. We want to thank you listen in to everybody doesn't everyone's gumbo this host there's t wilmer i want to give out some disclaimers 1854397 with mls want to thank you all peace joy love and happiness